gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. of March 2015, you're listening to the Aaron Meta Show here on Mixcloud.com forward slash Aaron Meta. You can also hear me on, also get, check me out on uh, uh, the RSS feeds, which is on stitcher.aaronmeta.co.uk, iTunes, all that good stuff. Also follow me on social media, which is facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta. You can also find me on twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. And uh, I'm still trying to get the Tumblr sorted out, which some people actually pointed out to me that, uh, you know, somehow episodes have been ending up there uh, without my knowledge, but... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we've uh, seems to have gone everywhere on social media, or even without, with or without my knowledge from uh, eons ago. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm joined on this show by, uh, as always, uh, Josh Dushak. Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing okay myself. And also, we're joined uh, by our very special guest, Harry Dyer. Ah, thank you very much. Good to be here again. No problem. And uh, as you can probably tell, we uh, found some somewhere on this wonderful world of the internet some frozen dubstep. Yeah, Which, uh, I, that that was uh, that was pretty special. It was actually <laughs> it perfectly encapsulated the feeling that I get when I hear that song because it sounded like I don't know, like a sort of recovering alcoholic, and then they hear it, <laughs> but like a boost song, and it fills their soul with dread. Yeah, you know? but isn't it, it like anything without there now? It, it, it somehow, some way, in some way, shape, or form, it has to have a dubstep mix, no matter what it yeah. is. It's like, right. you know, uh, you know, it's like uh, the incy wincy spider. Whoop, 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 spider, spider, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'd love to hear some of that. <laughs> There's some brilliant uh, dubsteps. There's the Umpa Lumpa dubstep, uh, the Lion Sleeps Tonight, uh, even Super Mario Brothers, which is a particular favourite of mine. But, yeah, really? I, I'm, I, I mean... It's not even that I was surprised that they'd done a Frozen one because I don't know what else they can do with that song now. You it's know? about time they've done that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if NASA aren't sending that into space to see if they get a response from you know an alien Aliens. life form <laughs> just from from the great beyond. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear that. Oh. <laughs> I guess you know there's just dubstep, just uh, you know there's just loads of it up there now, and uh, surprisingly, it's uh, for some people, it's still not gone out of fashion. You still hear, uh, 
you know those uh, um, you hear cars go by and all of a sudden it's just you see the you see the passenger side window open and you just see it just come blaring out like air pollution. Just you know it's uh, yeah it's just one of those memes that just seems to have not seems to have gone away yet and uh, it's going to be like pop music. I think it's just going to be around forever. I think and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like the new Coke. It's going to be around forever. Right, it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't make too many references to Bill Cosby on this show for obvious reasons. Anyway, tell you what, it actually wasn't really a Bill Cosby reference. It was more of a Simpsons uh, reference to Bill Cosby reference, yeah. if that makes any much sense. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, obviously. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Though actually thinking about it, Bill Cosby's uh, was uh, basically accused of basically raping women, not children. So I think that probably wasn't wasn't the best uh, thing to play. So uh, yeah. shall we move on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on. <laughs> okay then. So let's reference back to uh, Frozen uh, for a moment because uh, obviously, what's the biggest news of this week? Well, uh, Frozen Two's just been announced. So uh, that one uh, was expected, but uh, obviously, I don't know really what to make of. Basically saying, you know, you're going to take one of the, uh, the one of the Disney films that everybody seems to have fallen in love with, and then you, now you're going to make a sequel to it. I, I'm, I'm not too sure, you know. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I will, I will be honest now and put up my um, hands and say that I've not seen the first one. Um, again, it's the same as Fight Club. Like everybody kind of raved on about it so much that it just put me off and put me off and put me off. Uh, no doubt I will see it at some point, but I think because that song, um, I mean, if we can find tonight perhaps a phrase that is, you know, equal to, if not greater than the saying done to death, um, you know, I think it's been done to the apocalypse, that particular song, um, and yeah, well. that's just put me off watching it. But from, you know, I understand that it apparently speaks to a lot of people and uh, a lot of people seem to be, yeah, as you say, in love with that film and taking it to heart. I mean, I don't know whether it, it's on the standard of some of the original Disney films, but uh, please feel free to educate me. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, there's been some, uh, you know, you know, obviously, like, these rumor mills start generating after this. So, basically, from what happened is that uh, Disney announced this at their uh, stock market, uh, sorry, their, their, basically, their stockholders meeting uh, that they have, and basically say, you know, this is uh, going to be what we're going to do next, and uh, in order to, uh, you know, obviously, uh, actually, let's start off with that, actually. So, I think, uh, you know, all the little girls are going to be excited, because obviously they're going to get to see, you know, Princess Elsa and, again, and everything like that, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, now the kid, finally the parents have got something else to distract their children with, once it comes out in uh, 2018, but uh, shall we uh, go to the real reason why it's probably been being made? We've got to have money. Yeah, it goes it goes back to that, but uh, yeah, sure. it is going to be one of Disney's biggest uh, cash cows, even if it is good or if even if it is bad, because obviously it's just a you know a big thing at the moment. But uh, mind you, given how you know um, things quickly move on, you know I'm not sure will Frozen still be as fresh? I think in 2018 when it's released, do you reckon? I don't I, know. I don't know. I mean, like that's what I'm afraid of because it's just. When I, I'm just, I mean, I know they're uh, creating a sequel to Finding Nemo right now, but like when I'm thinking about Frozen, uh, it's just this is only a few years after you know this movie, and 
maybe they need some time to think of scripting details. And even though there was a short sequel to it, I mean, critics were like, oh, the movie's good, but uh, not as fresh as Frozen itself. And there, and I just read the article that says, oh, my God, is that they're asking questions like, oh, my God, is Elsa going to die? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, uh, Christian, uh, Christian Bell and uh, Idina Menzel will both star, obviously, so uh, yeah. they've uh, obviously very happy with this. And uh, so, for some strange reason, Kristen Bell decided to uh, tweet, tweet a picture of herself. See, um, what was that? Oh, sorry, that was I just kicked the bin as I was uh, going to get my cup of tea. Carry on. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, then, well, don't scold yourself with the tea for the second part of our show, you know, it's like... Uh, yeah. Well, I, I could become the villain of the next Frozen film, Scolded Man or something like maybe, that. Maybe, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, so well, I'm pitching oh. ideas, and if Disney are listening, there you go, I'll give you that one. Well, you're going to scold yourself with tea in order to get a Disney film role. Yeah, like, uh, I'm going to show up at the head I'm offices, sorry. maybe stop by Marvel and just say, look... If you guys don't want it, Marvel may want it. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, actors need better protection. They really yeah. do. You know, if they're scolding, having to scold themselves with, t- with cups of tea in order to uh, land it's major called- roles in films. It's like, you know. it's called if, they Olaf in- <laughs> if, if they turn Olaf into a villain, I'm going to be so pissed. Uh, <laughs> because Olaf is a warm-hugging, loving snowman, and well, what, what, I do not... <laughs> well, when did, they say that, when did they say they were going to turn him into a villain? I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just making. I'm just thinking though. That just came into my head. If he becomes a villain in this movie, like in this movie temporarily, I'm gonna be so pissed. Well, Josh, this, this, just, just saying that now was your first mistake because now it's gonna be recorded on this show. Someone's gonna listen to it and think that's a great idea. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Little just the merchandise. Yeah, Josh, yeah, what, I mean... what evil have you just brought upon us? In? Oh no! I am so sorry. I should. <laughs> If the producers are listening to this right now, don't listen to this. Forget what I said. It's not. A, it's not. Oh, well. Not, it's not too late now, Josh. Anything. You'll have to repent for the rest of your life. Now, Olaf's just become yeah. an evil villain with red eyes. And uh, mind you, if he did like glow red or something like that, I'm sure he'd melt before uh, the uh, the first, the, uh, the, third, the third act. So uh, he won't be able to do anything drastic. Uh, You're not so. going to have my money. <laughs> um, Mind you, so, uh, I mean, they did do the Frozen short, I believe, which was, uh, I, it was like a 20-minute short that they did. I didn't get to see it, so I don't know what uh, uh, what, it, what it was about, so. It was about uh, Elsa having, like, a, she was setting up a birthday party for, uh, for her sister Anna, and she was developing a cold oh, okay. uh, over, over the process. That's what it was about. I see. So, yeah. Uh, Mind you, you think, uh, oh, that would, well, I'm not, uh, well, do I, okay then. It, 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 it doesn't sound like much of a plot line. It's like she got a cold while she was doing, while she was, you know, doing stuff. Doing a so, I mean, this is, I mean, it, 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 remember there was that sort of period when Disney were just making sequels to things. It yeah. seemed that everything they were making was a sequel. They started in the cinemas. People quickly cottoned on to the fact that they were terrible, and then a lot of them just went straight to video. It was quite a sort of dark time for Disney. And I mean, yeah. if if this uh, if Frozen number one, you know, was so popular and you know had to have been, uh, you know, has to have done something right in order to become so popular. Uh, you would only hope that, uh, as is the case with many sequels, that it doesn't cheapen it. And, uh, you know, knowing the sequels that Disney have done in the past, you know, it, it's, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I never went to see Monsters University, but I kind of thought, you know, what what is the point of... I mean, at least it wasn't a sequel, but again, a prequel. It was just sort of like, do you really need to do it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking through the uh, what the basically the Telegraph, uh, you know, uh, the one that's uh, usually mangled on politics rather than uh, Frozen, which I'm very surprised they actually did some in-depth analysis about this. Which uh, you think uh, you know, there's general election coming up, you know, priorities, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe, maybe a little bit later on. But uh, yeah. uh, obviously, Jennifer Lee will return to direct the film, and uh, so uh, she's uh, obviously she's going to have a touch in it as well. Uh, Olaf's obviously going to be back in the film as well, and because uh, he's the they, they voice actor was at the shareholders meeting, and he was pretty excited. So obviously he's got uh, some good news. And uh, the next thing is that Elsa apparently will have a new dress, which means that uh, the uh, kids will have to uh, uh, buy a new dress as well. And I've just realised I've left Outlook open, so I think I better close it. And uh, so <laughs> <laughs> why? What's in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, well, just blinking emails really. So uh, Elsa dresses uh, Elsa. in your size. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not yet, Harry. Not yet. But uh, uh, yeah, but mind you, uh, I feel I do feel sorry for the parents again because obviously now, well, mind you, maybe the kids will probably be a bit older and they probably won't ask for new Elsa dresses when uh, you know the new Frozen film comes out. But uh, mind you, uh, more new Elsa dresses and they're gonna have to buy them again in the Disney store. So we've got to have money, you know, in order to make this work. So. Uh, um, do you know? Do you guys know where I'm getting this? Getting this clip from? Is it from uh, Reboot? It sounds like Reboot, or oh. it's certainly the same actor, Tony J. Oh, what? it's uh, no, it's Tim Curry, and it's from Tom and Jerry the movie. Tom- oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom it- and Jerry the movie. You mean with? Okay, I, was it the musical movie where the Tom and Jerry were talking, S- singing, yeah, and everything like that? Singing. And, uh, okay. And uh, you know who was play? You know who played Robin in that uh, film? Andy McAfee. Yep. Very good. <laughs> uh, Andy McAfee. What's he done? What she done? Uh, she what she, she was done? she was Phoebe Hyadol and uh, in uh, Hey Arnold, hey, and Arnold. so she was and she also was uh, uh, Amy Wong in uh, Mass Effect. Ah, brilliant! Yeah. All oh, right. Oh, I never knew that. There yeah. we go. Well, the, the more you know. And she I should, it for the night. Yeah, I should have that clip. Uh, the more you know in uh, in my thing, but I don't. So uh, um, let's have a look. What else is there? Um, she says. Uh, Frozen 2 Let It Go will be a big duet between Anna and Elsa in the second one so uh, apparently they're writing a duet for that uh, song for the next film so well, that's a song we're not going to hear for another two years which, well, uh, I would love to hear that I would love it I'd yeah. love to, I, mean, I mean I don't care if there's a sequel or not but I would love to hear that the mm. duet <laughs> I was just thinking those because uh, I mean this is going to be a song that's you know, going to be Pretty much appreciate, you know, it anticipated for uh, what another. It's twenty eighteen. It comes out, doesn't it? So that's three years rather than two years. But uh, um, you know, there's obviously there's. Uh, I think there's a good. I think there's a good thing to have like songs waiting around because uh, what the uh, apparently there's still some Michael Jackson uh, singles that we've not heard yet since you know he died, and uh, so <laughs> they wow they, yeah. So apparently there's still some Michael Jackson stuff we yet to hear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's like we're releasing. We're, it's got like Tupac, you know, releasing uh, albums beyond the grave. So uh, yeah, that magical grave where people don't have to pay tax. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But mind you, yeah. you, have, you, you have to pay tax when you die. So obviously, you know, there's the uh, there's the death tax. So uh, actually, I don't know. Is there a wow. death? Is there like a? Um, is, do you have to pay tax on your death when you uh, when you die in America? I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, but, like, if you live in heaven, how do you pay taxes? Um, well, they take it out of your bank account while uh, you're lying there, uh, being oh, uh, yeah. 
being carried uh, off into the great beyond. I don't know. Harp busking, one might have thought. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of death, uh, Elsa apparently will not die in the uh, second one because obviously that will mean that... Well, of course not. I mean, there's how, how on earth are you supposed to make money off sequels and uh, other stuff if she dies in the second one? It's like, you know... It's, kill uh, the best character, yeah. I would not pay for that. No. Well, obviously, you, well, also there'd be no way, way to uh, make any more money after that. So, uh, obviously, right. that's, you can't do that. And also, how would it make sense if, uh, you know, she has a character in Disney World Resort in Florida? So, how, how, much, how much sense would it, make, would it make if she was still walking around when she obviously died in the second one? So, what are they going so- to they gonna have to say? Well, Disney World... <laughs> exists uh, before that happens so we kind of exist in this like you know and uh stuff so uh i'm yeah. trying to think of dead characters that you still see in disney world that are in costumes uh uh gaston which gaston yes he's still <laughs> well i saw him having a press-up competition with someone on a video on facebook so yeah gaston is still doing his thing from beyond the grave well uh, i tell you, i have a theory to it i think uh, you know when he fell thousands of feet to his death i'd like to think that maybe those five dozen eggs made his body strong enough basically to uh make a crater in the in 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 the the ravine and then obviously he climbed out of it and uh, just carried on was normal so, well I did watch a video a long time ago which uh, explained the science behind uh, the guy from Assassin's Creed jumping off tall things into bales of hay. And it was saying about how you could potentially survive a fall like that. If Gaston just spread his body weight out when he hit the water, because assuming he was going into water, um, then, you know, maybe he would have uh, been all right. Well, here's uh, something I have to disagree with. Uh, there is actually, when you uh, pause at the moment where. Gaston looks at the camera during his fall, where it shows a close-up of his eyes. You see skulls uh, in both eyes, which resembles his death. Wow. Mm. Is that one of the things that Disney likes to sneak in? Oh, yeah. They like to sneak in a lot of things, like uh, they S-E-X, but uh, that turns out to be something else. But they erase that because... uh, they don't want to misunderstand that. You know, I, I hear about all these things about, you know, dirty imagery put in cartoons, and obviously we're going to talk about that as well later on in the yeah. show, but, uh, you know, isn't it in reality that basically it's our filthy minds that basically make up all this stuff? That basically, I didn't even see the word sex when I first saw, you know, The Lion King, or saw it, you know, the next dozen times. Neither uh, did I. No. no, certainly not with your conscious mind. Yeah, it's yeah. like, look, you know, the people who point that out to me, it's like, yay, that looks like sex. And it's like, I'm just like, look, you need to give X Hamster a, a, a break just for, you know, a, a, maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks or so. <laughs> Can so, people just think of something other than just sex for just one day? Yeah, I know. For one day. <laughs> They're just seeing what they want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, apparently, though, there was a thing. It said apparently men think about sex every six seconds, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. But, uh,. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty hard not to in this day and age. Well, yeah, it's because it's like... Upon us we, we, it is rust upon us everywhere, but uh, obviously I think the reason we do it is because obviously, you know, our uh, our goal, if you will, is basically to pass on our genes, and so the only way we can do that is basically to have an idea of how to do that. And so obviously that's yeah. the reason we think of sex every six seconds. So uh, that's, that's, that's my feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, apparently <laughs> apparently uh, Olaf will get a girlfriend. So... Uh, yeah, well, you know the uh, there's no man's going to get some, so uh, ah, with a okay. little snow lady. Olaf's yeah. going to get a girlfriend. Okay. Okay. It's um, all right. Uh, is it really necessary? I mean, I guess you can compare it to like you know, when Mr. Potato Head got Mrs. Potato Head. I guess I get even though I mean, uh, Olaf does feel a little lonely, and he's addicted to 
hugs, so maybe he w- needs someone in his life to hug. Mm. That's it. We all need someone to play with our snowballs every now and again. Uh... <laughs> I thought I, know, I was the only one going to trigger off these uh, <laughs> these ones. Oh my goodness! And uh, actually, this actually this is the good time to play it. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Okay, so uh, let's. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the last thing. So uh, that's what we know so far about Frozen. So up uh, to a reasonably good start, I guess. Uh, I don't know if they're going to throw in any like. Uh, uh, any surprises or anything like that. I don't know uh, if they uh, decide, you know, oh, there's going to be this celebrity who's going to be in it or there's going to be this character who uh, we never thought of before or whatever. So, uh, actually, I'm just thinking about that. Is uh, Elsa now officially a Disney princess? Um, I think of her... Mo- I mean, I think... S- I would say she should be a Disney princess because she was the... I mean, she was one of the favorite characters of the movie. Or, like... Critics loved her very much, and they see her as their favorite character and are disappointed that uh, she didn't get as much or more screen time as Anna. Yeah, because I was thinking, because obviously she's uh, a queen, isn't she? So uh, technically she wouldn't count as a Disney princess. And then there's obviously uh, the last person who was like, you know, officially, you know, coronated, if you will, and like this over-the-top ceremony at Disney World was uh, Merinda from Brave, so, uh, which didn't do as well as, uh, um, as Frozen. So, uh, I don't, I don't know, really, it's just, uh, just kind of really weird how Disney politics works, uh, in, in mm-hmm. Disney World and stuff, like who, who gets what and whatever and stuff. Mind you, I wonder if they're going on the same logic as the, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, where basically you can punch a wrestler and all of a sudden end up in the celebrity wing, so, uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll move away from Frozen, and uh, no doubt we'll hear some more news over, over the next couple of years, maybe next couple of months. Uh, mind you, it's going to be the next couple of years, isn't it? Because obviously, it's not going to be uh, uh, not not much news is going to come out in the very first, you know, couple of months uh, for for obvious reasons. Because obviously, they're developing it still. So uh. Uh, I don't think they're going to spoil anything. I'm really surprised <laughs> though, because like uh, what they're going to be announced. They've uh, what, what when did they announce Star Wars? Uh, they announced it um, sometime last year, two years ago. Yeah, and it's going to be coming out soon, isn't it? So, yeah. uh, I mean, well, sorry, what was the release date again? I can't remember. This summer. This summer. So yeah. it's basically gonna it's gonna come out this summer, and it was only released two like well, announced like two years ago. So I don't get why it's uh, doesn't that make you feel a bit uncomfortable though? It's taking less time to make you know a sequel to one of the most epic uh, movie series of all time than it is to basically make another one, another one of Frozen. Well, Frozen's like a CGI animated film. They're trying to... It's, you know, it takes pretty long, a pretty long time for that. Or am I, or am I wrong? But, uh, well, mind you, the uh, Star Wars film's going to have, like, CGI and stuff, so... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I highly doubt they're going to make a real Millennium Falcon. And make it fly. <laughs> I mean, I know Disney can do some amazing stuff, but you know, I doubt that's going to be. But uh, they have they have built an actual set. They are building actual sets for this one, which I think is an improvement on all of the three sequels put together, just by building the one set for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I mean, right. I, it wasn't uh, wasn't most of three hundred just done on a green screen. Yeah, and you can tell in the performances. <laughs> <laughs> And, and to tell you the truth, I mean, Star Wars back in the 70s, they didn't use CGI. Oh, no. They, 
They right. didn't use it, and I guess that's why it didn't take too long. Well, but... that that was they were, that was a good thing actually, because actually that launched uh, Jim Henson into the uh, into into the spotlight really, and uh, that's the reason, you know obviously you know I think didn't the Muppet Show come after that, and uh, obviously went like really went really big, and then he gave like the Muppets kind of like their dominance for the next couple of decades. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, the Muppets was uh, I love it. It's, yeah, I just my favorite one's Beaker. Anyway, let's, well, move, uh, let's move on to the next one, uh, which is uh, obviously uh, the next film that's be, uh, that's going to be pretty big uh, for at least for the fans. Anyway, is going to be Cartoon Network's Adventure Time, and that's going to be heading to the big screen soon. Oh yeah, I I love Adventure Time. Well, my brother loves it, but I, I love it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so it's going to be it's going to be done by Cartoon Network Studio. So it's not going to be handed over to like uh, like like a movie. No, hang on a second. It's uh, I think Warner Brothers is going to have a obviously going to have a hand in it. Obviously, and obviously, but it's going to be Cartoon Network Studios is obviously going to be like on the banner of it. So uh, um, they're trying to come back. Apparently, it's, they're trying to uh, come off the success of obviously the Lego Movie, which obviously yeah. did really well. So they're hoping that you know uh, this is going to you know. And apparently, uh, Mark Hamill's going to come back as the evil guy, and uh, Cloris Le- Leachman's going to come back as the vampire queen and stuff. So, uh, some of the big uh, names is going to be going to be putting this. Oh, surprise, surprise! Like enough, Mark Hamill. <laughs> we just went from Star Wars to uh, to Adventure Time, and Mark Hamill's there. So, uh, yeah. Well, he was yeah. the, the the quintessential Joker. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he can do the, he can do the good the the light side and the dark side. Absolutely. But, uh, Funny enough, I was talking about Adventure Time today with uh, a friend of mine, and we were talking about the the film. And um, he's a massive, massive Adventure Time fan. I've only kind of just really begun to appreciate it, um, although I did like it. Uh, but now I'm kind of really getting to like it. Uh, but he said, like, it'd be interesting to see where the hell they go with the feature film because he said they've already done some pretty you know, uh, magnificent things with the series as it is. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, where where would they go with it? I mean, I'm sure they'll think of something. I mean, I, I think that the, the writers, the creators are, you know, they're pretty clever guys. Um, again, this is due to my new found appreciation uh, I'm just, for I'm just wondering that because I don't know, because obviously Adventure Time does have this kind of like... Uh, I wouldn't say it has this like massive appeal. I would just say it has like it does have like this cult appeal. I would say rather than because you know not everybody that I do know is like into like Adventure Time. Obviously, it's like uh, not to say it's not popular, but obviously you know it has its uh, it has its hardcore base, if you will. Yeah. Unlike Frozen, which is basically you know all the girls love it and everything like that. So that's the reason you know see a sequel's getting made. So, uh, but um, I think with Adventure Time, I think obviously I, I like to think that they wouldn't do a film unless they had a really good idea for it. So uh, I'm clinging on to the fact that, uh, you know, the uh, yeah that the people in charge know what they're doing with this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen many uh, movies uh, from cartoons be made. I think last time I was on, we were talking about the Hey Arnold movie and the Hey Arnold movie that uh, wasn't made. Um, it can either be the maker or the breaker sometimes of, uh, cartoons, or sometimes they are just kind of, if you know, at, at the very least, they can be sort of quite anticlimactic. You know, it's something that works as a series doesn't always work when it translates onto film. But you know, the, the good thing about Adventure Time is that there just seems to be this 
this uh, endless well of uh, of scenarios that they can sort of pull out because it is such a sort of crazy world that these characters live in. So, you know, they could do anything. They could do something completely off the cuff. They could introduce a whole new universe of new characters. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think when it comes out, I'll... I'll I'll be uh, going down to uh, to see it. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure uh, what I would want to see from it, really, because um, as I say, I don't I don't know it in depth that it, much. It would be interesting to see how it's animated, because obviously, yeah. you know, I've watched the uh, well, I've watched some like clips of like the television show, and obviously, it looks quite you know, it is very in depth with the storytelling and things like that, but it's obviously very basic with the animation. So I'm yeah. wondering if uh, you know if they're going to up the ante, if you will. Will that mean that basically the uh, the um, the way that it's presented to us is also going to be very different as well? You know, visually. Well, I think it's uh, you know if I see the movie, I think it's going to have the ability to surprise me in some way as much as entertain me. Because when I saw that uh, episode about the food chain, about the food cycle, if any of you have ever heard of that. I've not seen that one. Though. I you don't know. I've got to be honest with you. My my knowledge on Adventure Time is a little limited, but uh, I do get like the gist of it. So yeah, and because there are very very weird episodes, but at the same time they're very uh, they make a lot of sense. And <laughs> this episode, and it kind of you know it's maybe the movie is going to be about life itself, like just like many other episodes. But it's just uh, it's at the same time it's using some. Uh, if you know what I mean, I don't know how to explain it in such uh, creative words. No, I know exactly what you mean. I think that's one of the things about the show that I really like is how it kind of, you know, when when pe- when people first sold it to me, they said, "Oh, you know, it's a kids show, but it's got a lot of stuff in there for the adults as well." And I was kind of like, "Okay, so like Shrek or something," but yeah. it actually does like it. It deals with some quite sort of profound things you know sort of quite philosophical things in many cases you know, unlike like, the unlike cartoons today that they yeah. have <laughs> yeah cartoons which are just sort of stupid fart jokes and you know and i mean again aaron we've talked about this before how cartoons don't really seem to enrich or uh, tantalize the mind anymore. They no, are just literally I, like filler for the eyes. It's just uh, but they just don't make sense. No, they do. They they just, they they just don't seem to connect with. At least they don't seem to want to make an emotional connection to children. I think that's. No. I think. I think they're afraid. I think what they're afraid to do is. I think they're afraid to uh, like what you know previous you know shows in the nineties did, where basically you could get emotionally involved with the characters. I think what they've really done is. I think they've kind of with some of the shows that I've seen, like Fanboy and Chun Chum, and uh, some of the uh, the lesser, I would say, cartoon shows that they they brought out there. They seem to have basically put this brick wall in front of the of of the audience, you know, the people like watching at home. And they basically make the glass on that television seem like exactly what it is. It's a it's a glass is a glass thing that basically keeps you away from the reality. And I think they've they've kind of made that too too literal with some of the ca- cartoons that they've done and with with the 90s cartoons even though it was in like a a standard definition it was uh we didn't have hd or anything like that you know unless you were you know insanely rich and from a you know a very niche part of uh of the technological world you know it just uh 
it didn't want you know the cartoons today i don't believe make enough of an of an effort to basically engage the audience it's trying to approach to you know thus why you know and obviously there's the there's the exceptions obviously you've got my little pony that seems to appeal to everyone and now the reason we've got bronies and stuff and obviously we got uh you know arthur still you know uh, you know for heaven's sake arthur did uh, did an entire episode which uh, was kind of uh, in the context of the 911 attacks so obviously it was trying its best to explain the real world to children in in like subtle context if you will there's actually a review about it from the mysterious mr enter i urge everyone to go see it but um you know, there is those exceptions out there, but it feels to me that uh, some of the cartoons that at least I briefly watch, you know, when I'm flicking through channels in the mornings or when I'm flicking through uh, in the evenings when I'm when I'm done from work, you know, the, you see like the uh, the superhero uh, cartoons and like the just the really animated to the point where basically it doesn't feel real. It's like it seems that basically yeah. the the reality and the emotional attachment to the character has literally just been blocked off on the screen, uh, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally by the creator, and that's the feeling I get now with more modern cartoons. I think that makes a lot of sense. Tell you what, so I've actually sense. found my favorite clip from actually Avengers Time. Do you want me to play it for everybody? Sure. Okay. Ben. <laughs> Ben! Ben! Man, where is that kid? I'm really starting to worry. Take my sandwich, Bimo. I'm gonna go find Finn. <gasps> A dancing bug! Hey, man, you're shaking it all wrong. But shaking it's all I know. Shh. Let me show you how it's done. I swear, dubstep gets into everything. I, uh, <laughs> I know that, that, I know exactly what that clip is because it's been shown. It's been shown to me many, many times. I've actually, uh, I've actually found my uh, one of my favourite ones that I've been quoting. I'll, I'll, I'll just post it in the group. But uh, okay, okay. I'll uh, let me just uh, get hold of it if I can. So uh, yeah, it's. Okay. Uh, it's, I think that's the other good thing about Adventure Time is that it is very, very quotable. Um, not necessarily, okay, it doesn't have any one. real catchphrases, but it is very quotable. I told you cornfields are awesome. Your ancient scholar and cool dog won't survive this time. Actually, my ancient scholar's been studying the raise the dead ability. Well, so what? So, my ancient scholar raises the dead. I flooped the pig. No! <laughs> I flooped the pig. It's brilliant. Oh, I flipped the pig. I flooped the pig. I flooped the pig. It's basically like they, they, they made this whole sort of like card game, like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon cards. And there's this episode where they just play this card game, oh. and Jake is sort of like an expert at it, or he thinks he is, and Finn comes in as a sort of a newbie. Uh, but Finn manages to completely dominate the game, uh, and he keeps uh, doing a move where he floops the pig. I tell you, if it's not going to be uh, dubstep it is in everything, I'll make uh, you know I floop the pig the title episode of the show. But, nice uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh a, man! Another uh, TV show, another uh, 
animated show that uh, kind of remind me of life itself, and that's the Looney Tunes show. Uh, <laughs> it kind of, if you've ever seen that, the Looney Tunes show. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the Looney Tunes show. The new one. Uh, it's the, the new, new one. one. Uh, I've not seen the new one. I've seen the, the new one. It, it's three seasons long. It's about people having jobs or driver's licenses or something like that, and uh, you know Bugs Bunny being in, and Daffy Duck. Uh, <laughs> interacting with society and all that, and social issues, political issues, yeah, etc. I tell you, the one thing I will credit the Looney Tunes show for it saved Lola Bunny. It's like if you remember her being in Space Jam, basically she was just eye candy, and then all of a sudden oh, okay. they gave her a personality in the Looney Tunes show. It was like, oh my goodness, they did that. It's uh, like, uh, yeah. yeah, it was very good. That was a good. That was a good personality they gave her. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, Still, it was uncanonical to uh, the Space Jam personality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, move on from uh, Adventure Time and uh, Aussie Animation as well. And uh, I don't know, uh, I think it might be a bit of a third wheel in this next uh, topic, uh, um, uh, Josh. Uh, but uh, basically, what we, the news that's basically going on here in Britain is that uh, Jeremy Clarkson, who is the, uh, well, what it was, or maybe still maybe the host of Top Gear, uh, is uh, recently been suspended by the BBC after a fracas with a uh, producer that's been uh, going on recently. And uh, there's been all sorts of uh, accusations been flown, you know, hit left, right, and center. And uh, But I'm just wondering, uh, there's one thing that um, I wanted to pick up on from uh, Jeremy Clarkson's uh, you know, attitude and also his, uh, the way he's been basically acting this whole whole thing out. And that is, to me, it sounds like, you know, he doesn't really care if he loses his job. It kind of it kind of sounds like, for me, like he's uh, ready basically for all of it to be done. Well, I mean, I have my sort of thoughts and opinions on the whole Jeremy Clarkson thing. Um, but first of all, if we deal with the, the sort of Top Gear element... Um, Top Gear, I've not watched it for many, many years now. Uh, basically, when they started uh, scripting it, uh, again, Josh, uh, Josh, have you ever seen Top Gear before? Do you know anything about uh, Top Gear? No, I've never seen Top Gear. Uh, well, they it's basically a program where there's the three guys, they talk about cars, they review cars, and also in an episode they'll do sort of like a, a, a challenge which is for those of us okay. who aren't, who don't know that much about cars, uh, it's more the sort of the challenge that is the entertaining point. Like there was one where they drove across uh, Africa. There's one where they've driven across India. One where they drove across Vietnam, and it's sort of like everywhere they go, there's a challenge. My favourite one is when they're when they come to America uh, and they've got a thousand dollars each and they have to buy a car for a thousand dollars and then drive that across the country. Um, oh. and it is, it's, it is quite funny. I mean, it, cause they, <laughs> they turn up and, uh, I think they, they think that a thousand dollars is going to be enough, but they have to go sort of further and further downtown to find the cheapest cars possible. And, uh, they're on the phone to each other saying about, you know, we have to go, we have to go further into the neighborhood, but there is a possibility that we are going to get shot. <laughs> and uh, he hangs up the oh. phone and he turns to the camera. He says, uh, Hammond's wearing cowboy boots. They're going to shoot <laughs> him. <laughs> but, um, oh, my goodness. But as the years have gone on, it's slowly become more and more scripted because it's yeah. like there's only so much you can be funny 
for real life. And when you watch some of the earlier episodes, you can tell that a lot of it is quite real. I mean, the thing is with TV, nothing on TV is real. And I know no. that from having worked in telly, that nothing is ever real. But no. yeah, as the years, the years have gone on, the viewing figures have gone up, and they've needed to kind of up it and up it and up it each time to the point where now it is literally just all scripted. You're watching it and you're going, that is not real. People don't react like that. People don't do that. That would never happen because of X, Y, and Z. And it does feel like it has been sort of swept into the, the money river, you know, and they're just being yeah. taken along by it. So, yeah, he probably doesn't care whether he's going to do it or not. I mean, they have it, enough repeats on, on Dave, you know, so that he'll never have to be worried about being broke again in his life, probably. No, exactly. I mean, it does feel it does feel plasticky, doesn't it? You know, some of the recent episodes that have come out. And, uh, you know, I just watched, uh, there was one about, you know, when they had to, like, construct ambulances or whatever for uh, to improve the NHS or whatever, that, that and it's just, uh, it didn't feel like any of what was going on was really, you know, what was going on. And I don't know why, I just feel like there was just, uh, there's just this sense of unhappiness, I think, from Jeremy Clarkson that uh, has come up recently. And uh, I don't know if it's because basically he just wants it just to end. And I basically, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, it is one of uh, BBC's Top Gear is one of the BBC's biggest cash cows. And no doubt Jeremy Clarkson has already made his money out of it. He probably could have only just done one season and he'd be like set for life. And uh, so for me, I'm just wondering if now, basically, what happened at that hotel where basically he ended up in that fracas with that producer, if it happened or not, we don't know. But uh, I'm just wondering that basically if that was the frustration basically coming out with the fact that he's still in this show and it's still going on and maybe now... He, while he may like, still like, you know, hanging around James May, Richard Hammond, he probably wants to move on, but uh, basically he's still, you know, in the BBC, but they're still basically saying, oh, well, the only thing that you're going to do is Top Gear, and that's all really you're going to get to do. And obviously they wouldn't dare let him, like, do any, like, any political shows or, like, do anything else, because obviously it was on his final warning, because obviously he's done some really controversial stuff in the past, like, uh, you know, use racial slurs, racially abuse people on, on, sh- on the show, mm. and also basically his... His banter and his um, the way that he conducts himself doesn't really fit in with the BBC narrative or the kind of the mainstream narrative that basically we're used to. That basically the BBC likes to produce now. So I'm just wondering now if they're basically just giving he's basically giving him Top Gear, basically suffocating him, and then eventually basically he will cut. He basically will cut out, and basically he'll just you know stop being on the BBC, and maybe he'll probably do something else. Which isn't mm. BBC related. Maybe, maybe that maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're actually just you know they're keeping him there on Top Gear. Maybe frustrating him because obviously you know he's constantly doing the same thing over and over again. That's going to a point, and now basically this incident's happened, and maybe now he's probably thinking, okay, well that's my way out. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, my my sort of thoughts on on this whole thing. Um, it's I I believe I well I, I I'm slowly coming to believe that um, the reason that all this Top Gear stuff's been in the news and in everybody's face, um, I believe has been more of a distraction uh, technique. Because uh, as we know, uh, Jeremy Clarkson is good buddies uh, with the Tories mm-hmm. and uh, certainly with uh, Dave Cameron. And um, 
the Tories have been doing stuff or have been trying to do stuff recently that uh, people should take note of. Like, for instance, trying to sell off the NHS, trying oh, to yeah, sell off well. the national parks. You know, they're basically yeah. trying to so, cash in everything before they get voted out at the next election. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I, and I, that, that hasn't gone ignored. I mean, uh, obviously, I know we're not talking about it now, but, uh, you know, obviously these these things have happened. But to be honest with you, after speaking with people, I mean, I'm not going to open my mouth too much, but uh, after hearing basically all the stories about what's basically been going on in the NHS and basically uh, how much money basically is currently going into it and uh, basically how much money we don't have obviously you know in 2010 obviously we were told basically there's no money left yeah uh, i mean i think that i think the conservatives have basically been saying for a while that basically you know yeah we're not going to cut the nhs no we're not going to do that obviously because obviously they said said that you know openly and up front basically they now the narrative changed basically to say okay well we're going to keep it free at the point of delivery until then basically you know they have to break that promise and yeah. uh then uh so I don't know, really. It's like, uh, this all... This isn't just begin with the Tories. Obviously, it's been going on for, you know, a good couple of decades. And, uh, mm. yeah, it is very depressing. Because, obviously, you know... It's, it's just... You know, I think we're under the impression that everybody can afford... Basically, can afford to pay for themselves in regards to healthcare. Which, obviously, is going to be a complete disaster if that ends up being being the status quo. Because, obviously, you know, if you look at the... I don't know about you, Josh, but, you know, I wouldn't say... Uh, the Affordable Care Act in the United States right now is a uh, a massive success at the moment. Right. Yeah, so basically, and imagine if basically we ended up with that type of style of healthcare here, which everyone is really massively afraid of, because obviously, you know, obviously there's this TTIP thing that's currently going on at the moment to deal with, uh, you know, with Europe and the United States, and obviously if... Uh, certain provisions aren't made within that deal and obviously that means that the american healthcare companies can come in and basically buy off large sections of our national health service so uh that's uh you know that, that's going to be a possibility and uh well, mind you you know will it play a big role in the upcoming election i think it probably will because obviously there is this big disenchantment now with the three main parties or maybe the the four main parties you know whatever you count as a main party now you know mm-hmm. uh and I think, uh, you know, you see parties, you know, like uh, the National Health Action Party, which are now going to be standing like, unfortunately, are going to be standing like 58 candidates or some, something something along those lines. Not enough to basically, you know, make a massive dent in politics. But you see, you know, these single issue parties now starting to arise and uh, surprisingly get very popular. So, you know, we may be seeing these secret deals being basically put in, but, you know, there's part of me that believes that this won't be the end of the story. You know, yeah. so there's going to be this massive fight. I believe that's going to be constantly going on for the next maybe decade or so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so but I mean, that's that's the... where, just to go back to the the Top Gear thing, I think I, I think I've, I've I've even said this. Um, you know, I can live without uh, more Top Gear, but I certainly can't live without uh, the NHS. So yeah. that's where that's where I stand. I'm sure Jeremy <laughs> Clarkson will be able to find other stuff to do. Well, mind uh, you, can the BBC live without Top Gear? Well, uh, see, this this is my thing. Like a lot of people have said in the past about you know, can they live without um, certain programs or certain sort of film trilogies, things like that. And you know, in life it will always be filled with something. This is what I've said about, like, the state of television. If they just took all of this trash off the telly, people would probably be quite annoyed. You know, I mean, they would be supremely pissed off for a while. But 
give them something else, they'll watch something else. You know, it, I think there's this sort of strange, you know, misconception that people really genuinely need this stuff in order to get on you know if there was i mean for instance if there was a you know not that it ever would happen but it could you know if there was a global power cut and there was no television no ipads no nothing mm. what are people going to do then they'll find something else to do you know it's just i think the like you say i think we need tim curry again we need ways to make money you know? <laughs> it's just all it, that, that's what it is it's yeah. not an read a book Exactly. Yeah. Read a book. Yeah. yeah read absolutely. more books. Read more books. Yeah. I think, uh, well, mind you, even television now, you know, even people are even admitting that basically it's just full of trash and they're now going online basically to entertain themselves, which is probably filled with even more trash, which maybe, maybe or may not be a good thing. But, uh, you know, it's, um, I think that's basically, it is actually the reason television, I think, is becoming, you know, uh, not the entertaining uh, commodity that everybody really wants to invest in anymore because uh, obviously it's trying its best to basically to uh, appeal to the lowest in a way it kind of appeals to the lowest common denominator but the 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 best common denominator at the same time it's not really found it's not really finding that middle ground so and it's doing it because obviously you know there's the uh, the digital uh, competitors that are out there you know Netflix um, you know, watching YouTube, uh, other things out there as well, which, you know, all these on-demand television stuff and things like that. So I think, unfortunately, I think, you know, with regards to the Freeview stuff, I think obviously it's trying to basically get further down the hill. I mean, that's the reason, you know, uh, ITV is putting Jeremy Cattle on, you know, 24-7 on so- in, in certain, some, some circumstances and putting all these talk shows on. Obviously, it's just to grab, you know, those viewers that basically haven't kind of left their televisions to go onto the internet yet. And uh, so, unfortunately, I think, you know, that's what TV is sort of kind of turning into. It's kind of like appealing to these people who haven't really kind of left yet and so probably like the last sad sorry person at the party that's so yet to turn up the lights yeah absolutely yeah but um i mean the reason i say you know can the bbc live without top gear is because basically i mean what are you going to tell all the uh young male you know 18 to 24 year old demographic to watch question time i mean it's like you know it's uh yeah no yeah. i'm sure i'm sure they'll i'm sure they'll be able to think of something else and i mean the other thing is that even if they lose Jeremy Clarkson, you know, it could still potentially carry on with Richard Hammond and James May. I mean, I like James May. You know I what? I would actually, you know, I would actually put in an interesting uh, suggestion. You know, have I got news for you? Obviously, has like uh, ever since uh, you know the original pre- uh, presenter left because of those, uh, you know, allegate, you know, those. Uh, findings they found in the sun i mean uh obviously ever since then they've always had like a guest person actually come onto the show and actually you know present it why can't they do the same thing with top gear i mean you know one day it'll be uh you know maybe gary lineker and the next day probably will be somebody else and uh, maybe one day you know jay leno you know he's a massive petrol head i mean he could do one show and like interview somebody i mean he's done it for decades i mean bring yeah. him on for a show i mean we bring jerry springer on if, if need be you know like uh, just bring in uh, people who are very good at talking, very good at doing an interview, and like cars. I mean, it wouldn't be, I imagine, I imagine too hard for the BBC to advertise that to celebrities and, uh, you know, uh, other presenters to say, hey, look at this, you know, uh, we've got this platform for you, which has this amazing amount of audience, generates this bucket loads of cash, and will raise your profile and uh, also continue going on with your career. 
So it's it's a it's a great advertising thing for the BBC to say, hey, look, we've got this show uh, uh, which has James May and Richard Hammond, which people probably probably like more than Jeremy Clarkson, and yeah. uh, also has this really special guest that comes on every single, uh, you know, uh, comes on once a week or, one, or once uh, in a while. So you know, and it's got some variety to it. So you know, it's just, there's, there's something to work there. Post uh, Jeremy Clarkson, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll move away from Jeremy Clarkson. Cause obviously, you know uh, that's uh, that's uh, been and gone. Obviously, maybe it's given. Maybe as you said before, obviously with other issues that are out there, it's probably got too much publicity from uh, from people. But uh, anyway, uh, did you know Nickelodeon put on a cartoon show with a topless woman on it? Gosh, yeah. No! I, I I I read this, but please do do go on. Okay, so basically, there is this cartoon show which is called Oggy and the Cockroaches. Now, for those of you who do not know, uh, actually, I tell you what, I'll just basically address the controversy first. There was this one particular scene that uh, was in a particular episode where basically it showed a uh, picture of a woman on the wall, which obviously shows you know her with uh, uh, very large boobs and very big nipples. And obviously not wearing a bra, and obviously you know it's uh, and, and basically topless woman uh, in a cartoony kind of way, and obviously she's got these you know massive lips, and uh, she kind of looks reminds me of like uh, you know the uh, the mantis in uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. I mean, she kind of reminds me of, of of that really when you look at her. But uh, um, anyway, she uh, apparently she appeared in like for like one or two seconds, and then the door flips open, and basically. Uh, that uh, basically was that. Now, this is the thing that's, you know, obviously, you know, TMZ and all these, you know, crappy websites, uh, you know, say, you know, flare up all this controversy. And it's like, oh, Nickelodeon made this cartoon or at least, you know, obviously showed this cartoon, uh, you know, to uh, to children and uh, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, uh, you know, completely get all the facts wrong. Now, one thing I will give through all the... Um, allegations that have been put out against Nickelodeon is that, yes, they did show that cartoon. But to say that it was made by Nickelodeon is totally not true. And uh, actually, it might even go in towards understanding why it was actually made. Uh, actually, why it actually made an appearance. For those of you who don't know, Oggy and the Cockroaches is not a Nicktoon. It's not a Nickelodeon cartoon. It actually uh, was made by a French company. And it's actually been going on since 1998. It's actually a... Uh, one of the most popular cartoons in France and has been going on, you know, for, for goodness knows how long. Their episodes now are basically made in HD. So, basically, they're one of those very few cartoons, you know, given, uh, you know, like The Simpsons and, you know, South Park and various other cartoons as well that have made those transitions have basically been in our TV screens for, for youngs. Oggy and the Cockroaches, surprisingly enough, is one of those uh, things and have basically been on British TV screens uh, one way or another. They originally started, uh, surprisingly enough, on Fox Kids, which is kind of like, Fox News for children, and oh. uh, <laughs> it's, it's very not very PC, and uh, eventually you know withered away and became Disney XD when uh, Disney bought bought the uh, bought the Channel Time, and uh, but then ever since then, Oggy and the Cockroaches didn't have a place to live, and so eventually inked a deal with Nickelodeon to eventually show the rest of the uh, rest of the cartoons. Obviously, Oggy and the people who created Oggy and the Cockroaches did not understand that there are certain. Um, uh, sensitivities within different countries, and uh, obviously did not what forget. Uh, obviously, for, 
Well, in France, basically, they have a different um, attitude towards nudity. I mean, their idea of nudity... They see it as kid-friendly. I know, but... It's, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they Well, not that they see it as kid-friendly. They see it more as kind of like an art form, if you will. So, basically, you will see, like, billboards in France where, basically, there are, like, nude women on them and, like, you'll see, like, nude right. like murals and things like that. They see nudity in a very different way that we see it. So that's probably one of the reasons why it stayed in the cartoon. Now, I'm not making excuses for them. Obviously, they should have known, and probably they should have informed Nickelodeon. It's like, look, this is basically what's in our... This is what's in our content, if you will. And, and uh, maybe they should have made Nickelodeon aware of that, or maybe Nickelodeon should have picked yeah. it up themselves. Someone obviously dropped the ball. But, uh, I mean, to say that basically, you know, oh, Nickelodeon made this cartoon and therefore basically it's all their fault, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, you know, uh, that puts blame where basically it's not fairly distributed, if you will. So basically, yes, Nickelodeon did show the cartoon, but no, they didn't produce it. It was produced by this French company who have a completely different attitude towards uh, nude women than we do. Right. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, it's, I mean, France is kind of, you know, an odd country. Uh, <laughs> in some way i i just even though it's uh their thing to paint uh nude ladies and all that um (laughs) it's kind of you know they still should have warned nickelodeon about this and they should have warned that they do put some uh you know some nude uh uh some crude nudity on the kid shows on some kid shows (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm still I'm still a little freaked out, so I'm not making well, a lot of sense. <laughs> it, it's it's I mean the, I watched a documentary many years ago that was all about sort of the roots of animation and um, you know cartoonists for as long as cartoons go back have been putting in rude stuff and trying to sneak it past the censor. It's kind of it's almost sort of like a game for them. Um, you know, to get these things in. Um, so when I saw that, it reminded me of, uh, what was it now, The Adventurers Down Under, um, or one of those ones where there's a scene where the albatross, played by John Candy, is flying past a load of buildings, and there's one frame where you can see uh, a topless woman in one of the windows, Um but it's so fast that, like, if you were watching it, you wouldn't be able to see it. You would have to slow it down. But, you know, they're they're always trying to sort of slip these things in. But when I saw that one, yeah, it certainly, uh, it certainly, I had to sort of do a double take <laughs> and see that. But yeah, quite rightly, it, it's not um, it's not Nickelodeon that have done it at all. It's just the fact that they've put it on. But of course, like you say, because they're the ones that have shown it, they're the ones that are going to get it in the neck. Yeah, um, I mean, there's obviously but, there's, a, there's a massive history behind this as well because obviously in, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, obviously there's the scene where basically there is one uh, a cell of frame that basically was not coloured in properly, and obviously we got to see, uh, see uh, uh, Jessica Rabbit versus JJ. But uh, um, yes. there, and also there was uh, there was also another one that completely slips on. Oh yeah, well yeah, so obviously there's the obvious one, which is the Hey Arnold, you know, girlhood dremble uh, poem. Yeah. That uh, yeah, Nickelodeon is known for its uh, crude humour, but it's, uh, I don't think they uh, you know. They wouldn't go that far. They wouldn't go as far as showing uh, boobs or yeah. nipples or like 
you know, ladies' nipples or whatever. Yeah, and obviously, you <laughs> see, like, the closest they actually got was towards, you know, sort of kind of like that was when, uh, obviously, they did the, you know, the Hey Arnold episode where basically the uh, it's um, Summer Love, where basically they showed, you know, in a scene where basically there was a nudist beach, but obviously everything was cleverly hidden. But, uh, you know, obviously that's as close as, I guess, that they've got towards, you know, showing, like, real nudity in a cartoon show. But, uh, I mean, uh, on top We're of showing that... showing I mean, butts. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've done that as well, but, you know, there's... Uh, I mean, obviously, there's... Uh, they, they they let that pass, because, obviously, you know, it doesn't, like, count as, like, you know, genitalia or anything like that. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, it's... Um, and, obviously, you know, Nickelodeon was rebellious at the time, and, obviously, you know, people just kind of, like, accepted that. So, you know, and that's what made that's what made the 90s fun. It was rebellious, you know, unlike today, where, basically, it's just kind of, like, it's acceptable, and people just say, it's for kids, so, obviously, it's going to be crap. Which, uh, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a horrible attitude to take, which, you know, uh, uh, most reviewers, uh, you know, uh, agree with. But, I mean, uh, I, I mean uh, to be honest with you, if, if, if they really wanted to care that much about problems with animation, I mean, the one thing that basically has been overseen for not just, you know, recently, but for decades has been, you know, some of the questionable, I would say, racism that's basically been in cartoons. I mean, we've seen how, you know, uh, Native Americans have been portrayed, you know, for decades in, uh, like, in the you know, in the old Looney Tunes and things like that. And even still yeah. today, there are still some, you know, some uh, pretty, you know, um, questionable material in regards to, you know, minorities in the, in the United States. And uh, obviously, there was, there was one cartoon which made me feel very, you know, I wanted to like, but made me feel very uncomfortable at the same time. Do you all remember uh, the cartoon show Shaolin Showdown? Uh, yeah, was this uh, some kind of anime-esque kind of thing? It was a show about, like, kind of like this ninja kind of, like, you know, group or whatever, and they were all, like, kids and stuff like that, and uh, you know, they yeah. played, they really did play the stereotypes very strongly. I mean, you had, like, you know, the uh, the Southern American kind of, like, you know, cowboy hat-wearing Texan kind of kid, and then you had the uh, yeah. the New York kind of kid which why you have two you know if you're going to make this kind of like a worldwide team why you already have two americans in it i have no idea i mean then there was the uh the girl who was uh, i believe um was she asian or i don't know I, i'm just I looking at a picture now she looks asian she looks uh, asian and then i trying to remember who the um and then there was the uh the actual you know the main character of the show who this was rubbed me quite the wrong way and maybe someone's gonna probably gonna be yelling at me saying you know oh this is the reason why but uh i mean for me how it was portrayed basically they did this asian stereotype but on top of that they made him yellow and gave him really goofy teeth I mean, that that's... Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it is certainly, like, distinctively different. And, like, there's no other characters that I can see that are of that particular hue. Um, mm. It's... I don't know. It, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? It's you, You've always got to take these things into consideration. I mean, I don't know. It, it's... I'm trying to think off the top of my head if 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 there are any cartoons that I found to be uh, racist. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, well, mind you, the 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 native the ones sorry the the ones that I like portrayed the Native Americans are like these like uh, you know angry evil people you know uh, mm. or like you know comic comic comical people 
I mean, obviously yeah. they're obviously they're explicably racist because obviously you know it was uh, it portrays history in a pretty pretty much a wrong way. Like you know these Native Americans were the like the evil invaders or whatever, and like uh, you know all the Europeans that like, came over on uh, you know and like uh, pushed them all into reserves and then like decimated majorities of their of their race. You know, I think yeah. uh, that yeah. was uh, so portrayed in that way. I think was uh, absolutely absolutely despicable. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I, mean, I was trying to think of uh, other racism that's kind of gone on in. Uh, I guess, I, I, yeah, I just think. I mean, obviously, I think you. We, I tell you, what, we'll, we'll throw it to the floor, shall we? How about you know anyone who's listening to this show? I mean, if you can think of any examples of racism uh, in cartoon shows, which maybe we probably are not aware of, because obviously we we can like name like one or two, but obviously we know there's more out there so if you're listening to this show and you know about some uh you know racist cartoons out there so i'll throw it out to you you know what do you feel uh, did you watch uh, an animated cartoon which you feel portrayed your race or your beliefs in a very derogatory way and let us know and maybe next week's show we can probably debate whether we think it's racist or not yeah good idea yeah, yeah i think good idea yeah that's a way to leave that Anyway, um, we've got a couple of minutes left in the show, so we'll uh, try and uh, make these next two topics kind of quick, and maybe we might throw a, bit, a, few, a few bit more in between as well. And uh, obviously, uh, I just have a look at this one. Yeah, uh, this is the um, one which, uh, um, yeah, we're going to probably maybe have difficulty talking about, but maybe probably maybe have a laugh with at the same time. There is the, you know, with iPads, you know, they like make all these accessories for them. So basically you've got these stands you can put them on or like you can like, uh, these are the crazy ones that I don't believe. The one that you put in your car. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, obviously it makes sense to have like a phone adapter in your car so you can hold it there and like you look at your sat nav and stuff like that. But why on earth would you want to look at your iPad when you're driving? Yeah, that's stupid. That, that's, yeah. that's, 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 maybe they're inventing that to try and maybe, I don't know filter out the stupid people uh, but... maybe yeah i mean come on you can't read and drive at the same time no. no no there's many things that you can't do on drive at the same time and uh certainly using your ipad is uh not one of them and certainly not for the purposes of which i believe you're going to talk about now so I mean, like, wait a minute. So they're afraid of talking on your. They're, they're afraid of you talking on your phones, but not on your, not looking at your iPad. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's a huge debate about whether you know attention to driving is diverted, whether you know you're on the phone. You know, the police obviously say that you know that's the case, but I mean, believe um, me, none of those are safe. But. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if you are driving a car, your attention should be driving. I mean, it shouldn't be yes. anything else in the car. Obviously not. But I'm not saying you know. It's like if you get a call in your car. Obviously, you know the most you know the uh, the, the safest thing you're supposed to do basically is pull over and uh, you know take the call and take it in the car. I mean, that's sort of what you should, what you should be doing. But yeah. obviously, you know, not everyone does that. So uh, actually, I tell you what, yeah. I remember uh, actually every time I've uh, been in the car and I've been asked to basically do an interview or basically appear on a radio show via my phone, uh, I've always been told basically by the producer, look, are you driving whilst you're in the car or on this phone? And I always say, uh, it doesn't matter if I am. He's like, yes, basically, basically, we don't want you basically, you know, having an accident when you're when you're driving, which, you know, obviously, you know, while, you, while you're talking, arguing on the phone, you know, phone to a radio show. So obviously I pull over into a car park or I, uh, you know, pull over into a restaurant or whatever and i take the call and in the car and uh, you know obviously once i've done with the interview then obviously you know i, I go off in my normal business so that's, you know that's what you should really do 
So right. uh, I mean, obviously, this is distracted. Uh, 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 I think I think we're uh, we're avoiding this topic. I think a bit because we know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think, just, come on, guys, let's just let's, let's just, just grab go. it with both hands. Yeah. We? Let's. Uh, oh yes. my. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Harry. We'll grab it with both hands. Yeah. Um. This. Uh, accessory basically attaches what uh, your iPad to something which is called a flashlight. Now, for those of you who don't know what a flashlight is, let me tell you exactly what it is. Because, uh, but basically, what they are is basically they are like a uh, they're supposed to be a like a realistic vagina. So basically, you take this device. It's made of this kind of this material which is inside it, and uh, it comes in oh. like this uh, uh, plastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, cup that's in it and you can get them in various forms so basically there's like uh, ones that look like vaginas one that look blank and one that look like you know anuses and basically what you do is you take uh, you take the, the you take the lubricant and basically you put the lubricant onto it and uh, then basically you insert yourself into it basically and uh, then you know you ejaculate inside it or whatever oh but, technology is definitely uh, taking over their brains right now well it's- <laughs> I mean, you know, millions of people have bought these things, so, you know, it's been a massive success story for this guy. I mean, the story, I believe, from the guy who invented it was that his girlfriend was pregnant at the time and didn't want to have sex while basically carrying the child. So he, in order to basically replace the sexual uh, experience that he had with his girlfriend, he basically created this, um, you know, material and basically wrapped it around, you know, Put some lubricant on it and basically, you know, masturbated with it, and uh, then found the, and then found out that basically he'd invented this amazing thing, and then eventually he built a prototype. You know, he sold you know a couple of these things, and then he just took off from there, and now this guy's a millionaire. So, uh, I mean, uh, hey, oh, yeah. it, it, it it sold and people enjoyed it, and uh, apparently, according to some reviews, people even prefer it to the real thing. Wow. Well, See, th- th- this is the problem with technology, isn't it? Like, I mean. I know Stephen Hawking's worried about, you know, AI taking over the world, but mm. maybe it won't do it in the way that we're thinking of. Maybe it won't be the uprising of the machines, you know, rampaging through the cities. Maybe it will simply just create, you know, scenarios like that where we simply don't breathe with each other anymore because machines are just far more better at it. Tell you what, so, there, if, I, if I can find it, there is a... Uh... Bear with me one second. I believe there was uh, a robot chicken uh, uh, episode. Uh, oh, here we go. Power cell recharges as it moves. It's a revolution in robotic longevity. Yes? Can you f*** it? Excuse me? Can you f*** it? No. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, that's pretty much... Uh... <laughs> I-, I thought it was going to be that nerd. You know, that's going to be asking for it. You know, that nerd kid or something. No, it was, uh, I mean, he's, I don't think he wants to fuck machines, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think, uh, yeah, last time I uh, looked at the, he was giving escort services to, uh, you know, for Robot Chicken when they were doing the sales episode. So, uh, I mean, we'll just, we'll just leave that there. But, uh, you know, it's, um, I mean, that, that seems to be what people's attitudes are to, uh, you know, some people's attitudes are to technology now. It's like, you know, okay, well, we need something, you know, which is going to provide, you know, uh, pleasure to people. And obviously the first thing they think is, oh, why don't we make some, why don't we make a sex toy or something like that? Because obviously that's all, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey and, uh, you know, uh, the uh, people's sexual desires, you know, sex sells. So basically, you know, and uh, obviously it plays into... We've got to have money. 
yeah, money and sex. So uh, it's uh, that. So basically, they invent these things, and uh, you know, to be honest with you, though, you know, they just end up being good ideas because it's like you know, I, I don't know why, but uh, you know, they uh. you bring, you put it out there, people buy the thing, and then you know, you've you know, you kind of when you when you look at all the numbers that are coming through, you kind of miss the uh, you kind of forget about any like any moral or any uh, you know any. Uh, concerns about it and you just basically just go with it and it's like look this thing's selling i mean obviously you know it's really popular and stuff like that why on earth would i not make more mm. like, you know, so, i think well. i think people are just buying tickets for 50 shades of gray to gross themselves out to death for once in their lives mm-hmm. yeah i mean to be honest everyone who i've who i know who's been to see it has said it's terrible you know like they, when people are saying the book was better you know and i know the fact that the book was not was not good at no. all so if people no. are saying that i mean geez it's just uh i don't know i i think that i tell you, you i'll know, never get i'll never get nicholas cage out of my head now narrating that book after uh, what we went through <laughs> oh, yeah, like, the book is one... closer than woody allen I'm yeah. so- <laughs> like, with one <laughs> thrust, he's inside me. <laughs> <laughs> and for Woody Allen, you should think of the children. Uh, that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, we haven't moved on to uh, basically what this uh, accessory actually is for the iPad. And you know, how do you know do you connect these two things together? Well, the idea is is that uh, you know this flashlight actually this accessory then connects into this uh, into this like uh, socket underneath the uh underneath like the the holder of the ipad and then you insert the ipad into like this kind of like screen and so basically what the i the way they're selling it basically is because you know you can do like facetime on ipads to basically communicate with people basically apparently the way that flashlight or uh, com- the company is selling it is basically you're basically selling it for like long distance relationships so basically you can communicate with your girlfriend or your wife while they're away like halfway across the world or whatever and basically you can somewhat have sex with them uh using this you know device but uh, you know that's the way they're selling but 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 come on who the hell are you trying to kid we all know what it's for we yes. say it with me. It's like you know, um, you go on it. You go to Safari. You type in www.insertyourfavoriteporn.site.here.co.uk or .com or whatever, and basically that's what you use. That's basically how you use it. Basically, you use it whilst browsing your favorite porn sites. Or insert anything that's uh, not. Oh God, you don't want to. Don't even use the word insert. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, well, uh, I mean, uh, approach gently, shall we say. Uh, okay, yes, yes, that's that's good enough. Yeah. It's more... <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if, if, you know, if someone was presenting me with a device like that, you know, there is no way that I would, you know, just happily insert myself about it without testing it on, I don't know, a carrot first or something, just to make sure that it wasn't going to malfunction, you know, because I can lose well, there's a toe. no virus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to catch a computer STD. You know. Yeah. So, so I was just, I was just thinking about that. It's like, uh, imagine, uh, imagine one of these days. You know, these flashlights or whatever, they're going to integrate them further with technology, aren't they? So basically, you know, you'll uh, you'll plug yourself in, and basically, it'll make the Windows noise of plugging in a USB cable. So basically, it's like, all right, lube this thing up. Doom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but mind you, there's one thing I've, I've just, I'm really surprised they haven't gone through yet. Basically, so they made vibrating versions of these things. So basically, you know, it vibrates while you're using it or whatever, which uh, 
really doesn't make much sense to me because obviously they're they're not like vibrators. They're just you know these things. But um, you know the one thing I'm really surprised they haven't done yet is basically integrate uh, you know like audio sound into them or something like that. Put like speakers in. So basically you can, like push a button and basically you can hear like a woman just orgasming whilst basically you're using it or whatever. And uh, I'm surprised they haven't gone through that. And mind you, we know what's going to happen after that. Basically, then they're going to start doing, like, celebrity versions of these things. And then one of these days, I'm going to look in my mailbox and I'm going to see uh, the Duke Nukem version of the flashlight. And so, basically, it takes a look at my dick and then it says, It's down to you and me, you one-eyed freak. <laughs> oh, no. I yeah. would get it just for that. <laughs> 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 I don't need oh, celebrities to by me. <laughs> I you know, don't need yeah. <laughs> the Super Mario version. Let's go. <laughs> oh god. I got it. The Mitt, tell you what, they'll do the Mitt Romney one as well. Corporations are people, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Mario just got me thinking of pizza right now. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, and also there'll be the uh, there'll be the Combat Zone wrestling version of it. So basically, Jesus. There'll be that one. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god and uh that's how far we're going yeah. in sexual technology everybody so uh yeah. you know uh, it's going to be attached to a ipad and uh apparently this was it wasn't just introduced by uh you know just by you know this company apparently uh th- apparently grand theft auto 5 actually uh predicted this would happen uh, and uh, there's like uh some kind of like uh m- the monkey bot 5000 they called it so uh, right. apparently if you play gta 5 apparently you can predict the future of sex toys so, uh, mind you, that's not the worst one, but uh, mind you, we're running out of time, so uh, I think we better just uh, move away from that. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's your uh, PSA for uh, sexual health for the day. So, uh, whether this is a PSA, then, uh, you know, sorry, we disappointed you. Uh, okay, so let's move on to something a bit more innocent, or maybe not so innocent, however you want to describe it. But uh, basically, we all are friends. Uh, 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 we're all like the Nintendo Wii U, don't we? So, uh, or at least we've seen it. And we think it's uh, pretty, somewhat impressive. And uh, it's also got like you know, it's like the screen and everything like that. And uh, it's got like you know, uh, the motion controls and things like that. So basically, we can play bowling or whatever by just flicking your wrist or whatever, and uh, while not pointing at the screen. But uh, apparently, the there's going to be bringing out uh, one of their major franchises again, which is going to be Star Fox. And, uh, but this one is very interesting because, uh, you know, Nintendo for the last couple of years have basically been, uh, hammering the fact that basically look at our, uh, you know, game console. It has motion controls. It's basically, it's different from the way basically you play, uh, you know, games conservatively. Apparently the next Star Fox game, which is going to be demoing at uh, E3 in, uh, in June, apparently will not, apparently will, uh, have the option not to use the motion controls. Wow. Oh, oh, that's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of like, you know, that's been a response from quite a few people because a lot of conservative gamers, I would call them, you know, do not seem to have have just not taken to basically the idea of the Wiimote or like the, uh, the you know, the, the controller with the screen on it or anything like that. They just seem to want to still be uh, attached to the good old-fashioned controller, which uh, d- ended up uh, being the situation where, uh, you know, for the Smash Brothers game, they ended up bringing in bringing the GameCube controller back so, yeah. and bringing back the uh, oh. you know the adapter in order to do it. And it seems now they've they 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 seem to be go seems to be going back into their shell a little bit. So basically, now they're introducing games back that just re- use the good old-fashioned controller. Well, I, I mean. Uh, 
I don't know. The, so, the whole sort of Wii thing has been quite gimmicky. And, I mean, we know for a fact that the the Wii U is, you know, it, it, it's unfinished technology. Uh, same as the Virtual Boy was, if anyone can remember that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole motion control thing... You know, the, the, as far as I know, the, the PlayStation doesn't have it, Xbox doesn't have it, you know, and they're doing pretty good. So mm. it's kind of like something that I don't know. Not many well, Xbox has the Kinect, doesn't it? So it has like the uh, like the um, v- video camera thing or the, the web camera thing on the on the top of the screen, which apparently stares at you while you play games. Yeah, which is but a- I mean, it's not for everything, is it? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed when I, you know, I've got a Wii, um, and some of the motion things were were fun, but I was never sort of thinking, oh, my gameplay is massively being improved through this. It was just sort of like, well, if I'm going to play the game, I've got to do it like this. And that the the Wii U controller with the extra screen on it. I mean, I just I just don't like it. It's just so bloody cumbersome. Like, just give us a controller, or at least come up with something new it's just like an ipad with controls on the side of it so yeah i think mm-hmm. it's good that if they're going to do a new star fox then yeah don't mess about with all the stupid gadgets you know just give us a good game if anything yeah That's all but we're asking for. i guess in a way i mean if you look at the star fox series as a whole i mean if you think about it i mean let's start with the first star fox game i mean what you know star fox has always been about being revolutionary And so, I mean, if you look at Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, it was one of the very first games to use the Super Super FX chip, which basically gave us 3D graphics and basically, you know, made made the Super Nintendo really cool. And then they moved on to Star Fox 64, which uh, obviously I know they made Star Fox 2, which obviously never came out and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So it's available on ROMs and things like that. But, uh, I mean, officially, you know, they came out with Star Fox 64, which was the sequel to, well, kind of the reboot of Star yep. Fox, and um, that was for the Nintendo 64, and was one of the very first con- games to use the Rumble Pack, which now basically comes built into any controller that you end up buying off the shelf. And yep. so that in itself was revolutionary. And then it got stale. I mean, obviously it stopped being revolutionary for a while, because then obviously it came out with Star Fox Adventures, which everyone knows is a, is a clone of The Legend of Zelda. And then it came out with Star Fox Assault, which was made by Namco, and was just basically very average. And uh, then it came up with, but then it went back to its uh, revolutionary roots by coming out with Star Fox Command and basically putting in turn-based strategy and basically using the uh, uh, the uh, stylus pen to basically steer your ship and things like that. And obviously, it was part of the whole Nintendo DS, uh, uh, you know, uh, popularity and things like that. And then it came out with Star Fox 64 3D, which was taking advantage of the 3D effects of the new Nintendo 3DS. But now it seems that basically it's it's basically taking a backward step in evolution. So basically it's saying, okay, well, we're going to be coming out on the Star Fox Wii U, but we're not going to be using the motion controls of the, of, of the device. And in actual fact, we're just going to go back to basically the controller. Yeah. Well, again... I I don't really see a problem with that. If the game is good, it shouldn't matter what they're sort of doing with it. I think that you know a yeah. lot of the time. Don't, don't get me wrong. I will enjoy it being a good Star Fox game, but at the same time, I will be a little bit disappointed that it didn't do anything different. Yeah, right. It, uh, it, it, you never know. They could they could pull something out of the hat that we're not sort of expecting. Mm. Uh, there could be elements of the gameplay that are better or improved without necessarily having to utilize one of their latest technologies you know i mean 
when I, I had a little go on the the Super Mario Wii U, and uh, you know what 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 did that do? You know, it, it just created little platforms by tapping on the screen. You know, it was nothing new or revolutionary at all. Um, so, you know, you can throw all the sort of new gizmos and gadgets at it, but I always come back to the fact that if the game is good enough, then it shouldn't matter how you play it. So, tell you what, if uh, Nintendo do pull it out of rabbit out of how do you think it'll say uh, this? Here we go again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, bar- the barrel roll that never was a barrel roll. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, what was it? A, uh, oh, it was a, a not a loop the loop. It was a uh, something. It was called something else, but it was like a like a tilter roll or something like that. But yeah, so, it, but not a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, mind you, it's like well, it's a barrel roll. So at the end of the day, that's uh, <laughs> in that. <laughs> yeah, I was very disappointed in Star Fox Assault when he called it when he called it a loop. Which I thought, you know, it's yeah. like, no, it's not a loop; it's a barrel roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a game theory thing for it as well. Says so he's saying, no, it's not a barrel roll; it's something else. So yeah, uh, that's what I saw it on the. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and with that, I think uh, we've only got five minutes left in the show, so I think we're done. So uh, it's yeah. been a pleasure again. Yeah, been a pleasure absolutely, and Josh, uh, pleasure with yourself as well. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, actually I want to talk about uh, next week's show a little bit because obviously we're going to have a special guest on. So Josh, do you want to elaborate? Uh, yes, um, I, uh, I talked to, I actually talked to you about this, Aaron, and it's uh, about Spring Ritchie on the show. He is a spiritual leader in the autism community. He's also on the autism spectrum, and he's also uh, one of the admins in my group, uh, actually the only admin, other admin other than I am in, in this group called Autism Inspirational Stories of Healing. And he's also, not only does he advocate over autism, he also advocates on child abuse, on uh, physical abuse, uh, illnesses, uh, spreading awareness of bullying at many, and he was, and he's just a really great guy. And I hope to, and I really hope to have him on the, on the show next week to uh, actually talk about it and spread the word. And he also has some goals of his own that, uh, include uh being on the ellen show which we're going to talk about like we're going to talk about it next week and writing a book and all that and it's uh, you know he's a really great guy and i think you should i think other people should hear about him as well cool, cool. and uh also uh, uh harry you got anything else to plug or uh not as such no um i'm gonna have a very busy week this week because i'm off uh, as it's national science month um I work for a company called Science Boffins who do uh, sort of days at schools doing sort of fun science experiments and blowing stuff up, which is what all kids really love to do in science. Uh, So I've got basically a week of Science Boffins days at schools, uh, but I should be back at the weekend uh, to hopefully uh, do another show for you. Oh, very cool. And uh, so, uh, hey, if we have you on next week's show, that'd be that'd be really cool. So, uh, yeah, you're yeah. much welcome to come on. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna have uh, Josh, we're gonna have Richie, we're gonna have uh, Harry, and uh, who knows? We also we have Brittany on next week, next week as well. So, we have a very full house. And actually, yeah. this house might actually get a lot fuller than I thought it was going to be. Now, I'm not gonna make any announcements yet, but let me just say, I'm currently in talks with another. And obviously, we've had Justin Shanker on the show, who uh, was the voice of Harold, and we've had Annie McAfee, who was the voice of uh, Phoebe. We might have another Hey Arnold voice coming up on next week's show. Now, Ooh. I don't want to get 
I don't want to go into detail about who it is because obviously, you know, negotiations are currently still going on at the moment. But uh, all I can say is if uh, all things go to plan next week, we will be having him on the show. So uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting indeed. So, uh, but I'll just leave so, it at that. Yeah. And so, no, I'm just filling my coffee cup. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> With P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, so uh, well, stay tuned for that. And uh, also, uh, also, I'll be back next week on the on the show as well. So uh, all I can say is uh, thank you very much for tuning on uh, into uh, the Aaron Meta Show. And I uh, do appreciate you all uh, coming in to listen. Uh, just want to let you know that uh, the Aaron Meta Show is on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, we're also on twitter.com forward slash so twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. If you want to listen to this show, more of my episodes, uh, I'm on mixcloud.com forward slash Aaron Meta. And also, you can check out any of the RSS feeds. I'm uh, uh, pretty much uh, everywhere at the moment uh, in regards to uh, podcasting and things like that. And uh, I'm trying to get onto various other podcast hosts as well. But Stitcher is the main one, uh, Player FM is another one, and uh, also iTunes as well is there as well so uh, guys thank you very much for coming again on the show uh, Harry very, thank you very much and goodbye thank you goodbye and, and Josh thank you very much and goodbye thank you and goodbye ok and I find myself here Arameta in Manchester in the United Kingdom thank you very much for ch- checking out the show and uh, I hope you have a really great week and I will ch- catch you next weekend thank you very much and goodbye